0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Ridgeview Church. My name is Alex Barrett, and I'm the the lead pastor here. And I'm so glad that you've decided to join us this morning. Uh, I'm continuing this series we started a few weeks ago called Here is the Church. And we're the church talking about the church, really to provide clarity on what the Bible says the church is all about. Today, I want to focus on the grace and the gifts that God has wired into the church so that we can accomplish the purposes that God has given us. And so I want to start by this big picture uh, kind of promise in scripture that begins with the grace that, that God gives to us. And here's what we find. The church community is first and foremost formed by God's grace. We exist as a church. We exist as a group of people coming together because of the grace of God that we've received as individuals and then the grace of God that links our relationships with one another to build up the church. Let's read this scripture in Ephesians 2. It says this, but because of his great love for us, so despite the fact that we were sinners and we've gone our own way and we've rebelled against God, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. So even when we were dead in our sin, it is by grace that you have been saved. And then verse six, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. What you see here is this picture, and we've read this passage again, and it's the passage in scripture here in Ephesians that you want to keep coming back to. Here we find that despite the things that we've done, God keeps pursuing us and he keeps extending his grace to the entire world. And when you decide to follow Christ, the grace that he's given you, free, unmerited favor, you now can live a different type of life. And the passage there talks about being raised up with Christ Jesus. And now there's this different vantage point that we have. When you decide to follow Christ and when we decide to plug into the church, Part of being formed by God's grace is now we have a new outlook and a new perspective and really a new purpose for life. And that is formed in us as people, as we live life God's way. And then also it's formed in the way that we relate to each other, the way that our community uh, comes together. And that picture of being raised up to this different type of life is the type of thing that the world is looking for, a different way, a a breath of fresh air in the middle of of all the things that are going on. So we're formed by God's grace. Now, grace, again, is is unmerited favor. It's, It's a word in this passage that you see again and again. The thing that he has given to us that we couldn't earn, that we need to live a new type of life. So everything that we do in this life that's good, everything that we do in this life that actually will last, is linked and tied to the grace of God. Without God's help, my life uh, would be miserable. Without his grace, um, I'd be stuck in my past. I'd be looking dismal towards my my future. But with his grace, there's hope and there's hope for us uh, in the church. And so the church community always has to remember, and that's where we have to start this morning, that we are formed by God's grace. Now, it doesn't stop there. Not only are we Formed by God's grace, but we are fueled by God's grace. And so the church community is formed by God's grace and it's fueled by God's grace. But let's define what grace really is. Here's what it says in the Holman treasury of Bible words. Grace is the gift of God. It is expressed in God's actions of extending mercy, loving kindness, and salvation to people. Divine grace is embodied in the person of Jesus Christ. So when we're formed by God's grace, this divine gift has been given to us. When we're fueled by God's grace, what it means is we have been given this gift of grace and we are filled with gratitude. We are filled with this thankful heart. We just are blown away by God's goodness to us. And that becomes the fuel and the motivation for us in the church. So we're always having to remember every morning we wake up, Thank you, God, for your grace, which you've given. As you've given me this grace, help that to be the basis for which I relate to others. Help me to be gracious to them, to give of myself to them because of the grace that you've given to me. So there's just this outpouring of thankfulness, of gratitude, of compassion, of love, of kindness, all the things that you see there in that passage uh, in Ephesians. So being fueled by God's grace is really the motivation for, for us to do the work in the church. So as we talk about the church and what we're supposed to do, we always have to go back. It's God's grace that allows us to do this. Now, later in the book of Ephesians, Paul writes this, Ephesians 4, 7, he says, but to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. So again, grace has been given to us. So it's been given to us uh, to save us. But then the the last part of that in the verse seven says, as Christ has a portioned it now that is you know speaking of a like a measure, like a, a unit that we can measure something, and it may sound that to some a God has given this amount of grace, and then maybe to some he gave this amount of grace and then to others this amount of grace. well it's actually not talking about a unit of measure in those terms it's talking actually about spiritual gifts. and so now this is where the grace and the gifts come together. Grace in itself is a gift. And that's how we're formed. That's how we receive new life. That's how the church comes together. But then fueled is not only have we been given this gift of grace, but we've also been given these spiritual gifts that God has given us to build up the church for us to play a key role. Now apportioned it again, he's given you and he's given me a special gift And this spiritual gift is, again, just like our salvation. It's nothing that we've earned. It's not linked to our our own work or what we can do by ourselves, but it's something that God gives us so that we can bless and serve others. So I want to talk about spiritual gifts as this extension and, again, as this fuel of God's grace. But I want to start by talking about how the spiritual gifts begin with like the leadership of the church because it's actually the spiritual leaders of the church responsibility to look at all who God has given to the church, to this group of people. And here at Ridgeview Church, that's part of my responsibility. Part of what I have to focus on is all the people God has given us, that in itself is a gift. But then the individual people, how God has gifted them, and not only in spiritual gifts, but also in personalities and talents and skills, it's all all combined. But the emphasis of spiritual gifts is how has God gifted them in a special way to help us accomplish the work of the church. And so this is what it says, again, in Ephesians 4, a little bit after this, the grace that has been given, it's been apportioned by Christ. Here's what Paul says. And he's speaking of Jesus Christ and it says, "It is, it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Now, again, these are starting with the leadership gifts that that God gives through his grace as well. The reason I start there is, again, it's the leader's roles and it's the the leaders in the church role to, to have these gifts that God gives, to use that to organize and to build and to equip the church. Notice two emphases. The first is, to prepare God's people for works of service. Well, how do we prepare? Well, as a leader of a church, you've been given a spiritual gift as well if you are a leader, and they're described here. The first is an apostle. Uh, You're an apostle. This is talking specifically about the apostles in the early church who started churches in the early Christian movement, but people can have this apostle-like gift where you're a catalytic person that's given to you from God, this gift to start things. And God wants leaders to start things. Surely planting churches like we have at Ridgeview is a part of that. Then prophets, these are people who proclaim the truth. Here's what God says in this situation. Here's what God says and how we need to move forward. Some, he gave the gift of evangelism. They're evangelists. They are gifted in explaining the gospel, helping uh, people choose to follow Jesus. And then pastors and teachers, they're again equipping the church, teaching, training, working with the group that God has given to do the work of the ministry. So to prepare God's people for works of service, that's what the leaders of the church are supposed to do. Then the second is that so that the body of Christ, you see this in the passage in verse 12, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith. So just to recap, The church community, what God wants to do here at Ridgeview Church, he wants to form us by God's grace. That means he wants to raise us up to this new reality that we have new life in Christ by his grace. We're formed in that. And he wants our community to be a group of people saved by God's grace, teaming up in God's grace to extend God's grace. You see, it keeps coming back to God's grace. And that's the fuel. So it's forming us and then it's fueling us. It's the thing that keeps on allowing us to give of ourselves to others and to give back to God. And that in itself is found in the spiritual gifts that God gives. And it starts with with leadership. Again, the leaders organize in a way that all the gifts that people have will be ordered and distributed so that the work of the church can get done for unity sake, for for movement towards uh, his purpose, So let's dig in a little bit more to what spiritual gifts are. So I I just want to define it. What is a spiritual gift? Well, a spiritual gift is a special ability given by the Holy Spirit to every believer at their conversion to be used to minister to others and build up the body of Christ. So when you decide to follow Christ and you decide he's my boss, I'm going to surrender my life to him at that moment, God gives you. Not only the gift of salvation, but he gives you this gift of grace, a specific gift of grace called a spiritual gift. And he wants you, if you're a follower of Christ, to use that gift to bless and to serve the church and to bless and to serve others. Now, again, we all have different skills and we have different talents. There may be certain things that we we like to do, but a spiritual gift is something that that's not something that we just develop in ourselves. It's not something genetically, maybe the special athletic ability. It's it's actually something, again, through the Holy Spirit that God gives to equip his church. I've talked a little bit about some of those leadership gifts, the apostle, the, the evangelist, the teaching. But there's also other gifts listed that aren't just for the leaders in the organizing of the church. Here are some, and I I just want to explain those so you have a context for those. Now, as you you hear these, you may have a question like, is this this me? Do I have that gift? And it can become something where you really want to nail down what the gift is. So before you you kind of start asking those questions, just listen to these and pay attention to the diversity of the gifts. That's the beauty Again, there's this pressure like, what gift do I have? What gift has God given me? And the focus can just be on on me and you want to take a test and you want to figure it out. But listen to the the diversity so you can see. God has put a group of people together with different gifts in this beautiful picture of how the church can accomplish its goals. So here's some of the gifts. Administration. God can give you the gift of administration when you decide to follow Christ. And this is an ability to organize and to lead projects, to pay attention to the details. That may be something that you already love to do. When you become a follower of Christ, if if you kind of sense like this gets raised and this is something that you just really have an ability to do, God may have gifted you with administration. Giving. We're all supposed to give of ourselves. We're supposed to give financially to the church. But to some, he actually gives a spiritual gift of giving, this generous spirit where people are filled with just this outpouring of, I just want to keep giving to people and to the causes that please Jesus. Another one is, is mercy. Again, we're supposed to be merciful to each other. But those who have been given the gift of mercy just have this way that God has given them an ability to, in the moment to show compassion to people to know the the right words to say, to know maybe when to not even say anything and just to be present. Another spiritual gift is faith. All of us, if you decide to follow Christ, you're saved by faith. Okay, it's actually by faith with the grace of God. But the spiritual gift of faith is this unusual faith that God gives where you can trust God in circumstances that may seem dire, where everyone else is just overwhelmed and concerned, but you have this sense like, God is going to come through. You may have the gift of faith. A discernment. This is just the ability to discern and distinguish between good and evil, between maybe the right cause of action and the best cause of action. Another one is exhortation or encouragement. This is that unnatural ability to arouse people to action. And God gives that to people in the church, to rally people, to encourage them in the truth. It's encouragement with this edge of challenge. Now, all of these, again, are unnatural abilities. You may have them naturally, but it's something, again, when you decide to follow Christ that you get gifted in this special way, again, to build up the church, to unify the church so that we can do what God has called us to do. When you think about this, this is an amazing thing to think about. As I lead Ridgeview Church to think God is bringing a group of people and he's gathered a group of people in unity that he's gifted in a special and unique way to give to the church what is needed for us to accomplish the mission God has given. If you stop to think about that, you're like, this this doesn't exist anywhere else. We're always looking for natural ability. We're always looking for the person who seems to have it most together. But because the church is formed by God's grace and it's fueled by God's grace, the spiritual gifts just are the reminder of, how good God is. That despite what we've done, he actually gives us these spiritual gifts, nothing from what we've deserved, but to bless and to serve others. Now, the thing about a spiritual gift is like any gift. It's a gift that God gives us, but sometimes it's not apparent in the beginning, if you're new to following Christ, what that gift is. Other times, if we're not engaged In church community. We're not engaged in relating to others and serving and being involved. It's like a gift that we have that's not yet been unwrapped. And so for the rest of the message, I want to encourage you to begin to think not only how does God want to use you to bless and serve the church, but what are the steps you need to do to to begin to unwrap the gift that God has given you? Because you have to unwrap that by getting engaged in community and in serving. Check out this passage in Romans 12 verse four. It says, For as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Verse six, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. I love the last part. So we've been given these great, these gifts of grace, these spiritual gifts and we're as individuals, it's, it's different. But then it ends with, let us use them. Paul actually goes on and talks about, if you have the gift of, of prophecy, then prophesy in Jesus' name. If you have the gift of mercy, then give mercy in Jesus' name. It's the sense of, let us use them. Focus on what God has given you, that gift, and use it. I also believe this, this let us use them At the end is this reminder and maybe even a challenge to to not focus on comparison or the gifts that you don't have or the gifts that you wish you had, but to use the gift that God has given. We're all members of each other. Again, we've talked about in this series, we're the body of Christ. We all have a unique and a special role to play. And I just wanna encourage you. I believe that God has wired you in a special way He's given you experiences that have made you the person that you are today, some of which you may really appreciate, some of which you may want to forget. But God uses all that we face in life to grow us as we choose to follow him. And so if you're a follower of Christ and you're part of Ridgeview, I'm so excited to see how God wants to use you in our church. You have a special role to play. And like Paul says, let us use them. Let us use the gifts that he's given. So again, the emphasis, uh, we are saved by his grace. That's how we're formed. And then we serve by his grace. That's the fuel. So the church community is always formed by the grace of God and it's fueled by the grace of God as he gives us these spiritual gifts. But we have to make that choice to engage, to unwrap the gift that he's given. Now in this, uh, there's Sometimes like this emphasis or this feeling of like, well, I need to use the gift that he's given me and that means I do this or I don't do that. Well, there are actually, most of the spiritual gifts are tied to commands that all people are supposed to do in the church. There's certain tasks, responsibilities, emphasis that we're we're supposed to do no no matter what. So the gifting is, as we're all doing it, there's people that are gifted to do it in a special way. It means that it, it might feel a little easier to them, or it might be something that they're motivated by. I don't know about you, but there's certain tasks, even in my role at Ridgeview, some of which I enjoy more than others. I'm sure that's the same for you. There's some which you're motivated to do, and there's some that feel more like chores. Well, we all have to do the chores in church life, just like we have to do the chores at home. But here are just some lists. You'll see like a to-do list here. These are the, the to-do lists. Here's a picture of, of the things that we have to continue to do. We All of us have to share faith. All of us have to teach and instruct in God's word. All of us have to serve. We have to encourage. We have to show mercy. We have to be hospitable. We have to welcome people into our home, make them feel welcome. We have to pray. And then we have to give and receive. There's this fellowship of, I'm gonna give to you, you're gonna give to me. And we're gonna reciprocate. All of these are commanded to all Christ followers. But some are gifted in a special way. And again, God uses the different gifts to build up the church, to do what he's called us to do. I want to read another passage that I think kind of ties this all together in 1 Peter 4. Check this out. It says, Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides. So that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. I just love this passage. Each one has been given a gift. When you decide to follow Christ, God has given you this gift. Now then notice: each one who's been given this gift has to be faithful, administering this gift of grace in its various forms. So the various forms are the spiritual gifts. And you faithfully administer by pulling in to the church community, looking around, seeing the needs, seeing the opportunities, and say, God, how do you want to use me in this situation to serve others? This is a very different view of gifts. If you've ever received a gift, the emphasis is always on what is it and how is this going to be what I've wanted or what I need? And there's an excitement. And I, I love gifts. I love giving them and I love receiving them. Sometimes I love receiving them more than I love giving them. But there's a sense in which the focus is on me. And what this passage is saying here, Peter is saying that this emphasis of spiritual gifts is that the focus is how can I use the grace that God has given me in this gift to unwrap and to extend to others. I want to show you a, a clip, which I think is the normal response to how we've received a gift. And you've probably seen a, a meme of this. This is one of those clips that just cracks me up. But here is Oprah on one of her shows back in 2004, uh, giving gifts uh, to the, the studio audience. So just kind of watch the setup, watch it as she prepares people, watches the people see the gifts coming and then watch the reaction of all those people. Everybody in the audience, now listen to me carefully is being given a special package and I don't want you to open it. Do not open it. Cameras are on you, so do not open until I tell you. All right, open your boxes. Open your boxes. One, two, three. You get a car! 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 You get a Everybody gets a car! Isn't that... Just something about like the excitement of that. And she, she ends, and I, I just love this, you get a car, and you get a car, and the whole crowd is just going nuts. Now, if I was in that studio audience, I would be right up there with all those people just going crazy, like, I got a car. Well, the emphasis in scripture is that God gives us these gifts, but again, the focus isn't on ourselves. The idea is that the excitement you see in that clip should be the same excitement that we have daily because of God's grace. And the picture is you get God's grace and you get God's grace and you get God's grace and he's given you this spiritual gift which represents his grace that you now can use to bless others. Now, if you think about a car, who wouldn't want a new car? But a car, it gets old, it breaks down and eventually you get rid of it. But God's grace it never fades. And not only that, it blesses others in a way no material thing can. So it is the gift that really does keep on giving and keep on blessing all those around us. I think that's what Peter's getting at is you have this grace that you can give and you can extend this grace to others. So if you're a Christ follower, thank God for the grace he's given but at the same time think how can i extend this grace by using the gift that he's given me to bless and uh, to serve now in this season that we've had the last 6 months we've talked about this time and time again just with unrest and covid-19 having to isolate and quarantine all these things that have gone on it's just been a roller coaster now it's interesting what this represents this season it represents unprecedented time but also a situation in which we all react differently now in the church oftentimes how we react to circumstances like this also show us the type of gifts that god has given so for instance prophets if you've got this gift of prophecy you're, you're going to focus on what's true in this moment what is the truth and what does god say and how does he want us to move forward Is if he's given you the gift of, of mercy, you're looking around in this season and you're like, who, who really is alone and isolated? And you're, you're burdened by that. If you've been given this, this gift of, of giving, you're looking around and instead of the mercy, you might be feeling like, how can I help? And what are some ways that I can give and be generous with my time and my money and my resources to, to bless others? The reason I bring that up is we all have different reactions and oftentimes the reaction can be tied to the spiritual gift that we have. So it's important to not think of what others should do. They should have done this or they should have done that. But the question is, what can I do? What is it that I need to do in this situation to faithfully administer God's grace in the various forms that he's given all of us within the church? In a way, isn't that freeing to focus on what's within your stewardship, the things that God has given you instead of focus on others. We live in a time right now where everyone assigns motives and assigns the roles what everyone else should do. Well, they should do this, they should do that. But in the church, it's actually how do I take responsibility to handle what God's given me in a way that's going to please him, love him, and love others. And those gifts in the various forms that he's given us here at Ridgeview Church They really do represent this mosaic of the people of God. Here's a picture of a mosaic. You see the different pieces coming together to form that image. But a mosaic in the church is really all of us. If you're a part of Ridgeview, if you're coming around Ridgeview, you're contributing to Ridgeview, you're a follower of Christ, a part of Ridgeview, there's a sense of which our mosaic is just all the faces of the people. And we make up his church. And we all have, again, different gifts different ways that God wants to use us in a situation. But it's as we all come together that the picture is made complete. So I wanna close out with just giving you uh, some next steps. Uh, Certainly, I hope there's been some already that you've been able to kind of think through that certainly thanking God for his grace, being filled with gratitude. That should be a next step every day. God, thank you for the grace that you've given me. And then also just that that engage, like, you know what? I need to unwrap the gift that God's given me, the spiritual gift by Contributing by connecting, being a part of what God's doing in the church. So those are just some big picture ones, but here's some specific ones. The first, you can read some passages to learn more about spiritual gifts for yourself. It's helpful to dig into the scriptures to find out what God's word says. So 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, 3 through 8, 1 Peter 4. Um, I've already read some of these, but read these for yourself. Kind of take notice and pay attention to that diversity that I've mentioned. That could be your first one. Second, I will serve blank by blank. So again, the point of spiritual gifts is to serve one another. So who is somebody that you could serve this next week? And and I'm being like specific here. Really ask God, who could I serve? And come up with a name and put that name on your next step. So when we talk about next steps, the connection card, fill that out. This is a way of saying, I'm gonna take this step. So I will serve this person by doing this. So maybe think, what is the spiritual gift that that you have? Like, maybe it is, I, I need to give. If it's giving or mercy or encouragement, whatever that may be. But the focus is not what gift do I need to display here, but what can I actually do? How can I pull into this person and serve them? Because that's the goal of spiritual gifts, to serve and to build up the church. So think about that. And then specific to Ridgeview, we've, you know, coming out of, The COVID pandemic, we're beginning to to gather again. We're beginning to reorganize. We're beginning to think through how can we make the most of this season as we get back together. As a church, we have to continue to meet together. We need to do that wisely, but we can't stay isolated and we can't stay online forever and build up the church at the same time. So as we begin to get together, we're going to be laying out some plans for that, for regathering, how we can worship God together. And in that, there's new opportunities that we have to serve. And so I encourage you, if you've served at Ridgeview Church, to keep serving. There might be some new ways that you need to serve because things are shifting. If you've never served at Ridgeview, I encourage you to take that step. I know that can feel overwhelming. It may feel like you don't have the time, but take that step to serve. And so what I've done is I've just listed some opportunities that we have. These represent different serve teams that we have. Uh, here at Ridgeview, they also represent different needs. And so I'm interested in serving in, in one of these areas. And you'll see them listed there, our hospitality and event team, the welcome team. They're like our greeters, the operations team, the setting up and tearing down of things, audio visual team, help create the service so we can see and hear in a way that that will be helpful. The band, kid zone, uh, project management, How do we work on projects together as a church? And then social media and marketing, how can I help the church get get the word out? So those may be some things that just, as I've mentioned that, you're like, you know what, I want to to kind of re-pull in and serve in this way. We haven't been serving in the same way because of our weekly services, but there's gonna be new opportunities that we're gonna be talking about in the near future. So I encourage you, just check some of those. What are some ways that you can serve? And as you serve and you engage you begin to unwrap the gift that God's given you. And as you open it, the grace of God is there. And now you can extend it to others. Here's the best news. God has given us at Ridgeview Church all we need to accomplish his purposes. He's given us all we need, and that includes you. So I'm so glad that you're tuning in, you're checking us out. You may be fully in, committed to Ridgeview. You may be investigating. This could even be your first time watching. But I encourage you, take a step forward, plug in, get to know us, and God can use you and use us in a mighty way. Hope you'll join us next week. We're gonna wrap up our series talking about this unity that God wants to give us. So I'm really excited to wrap up. Here's the church, same time, same place, next Sunday. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the promise. Of your grace, thank you for the gift of your grace that we have received, and when we decide to follow you, we now have a new identity, and then also we now have this new motivation. We can actually accomplish your purposes because of the grace you 've given. Thank you, God, for all the people apart of Ridgeview Church. Thank you for the different ways that people serve and contribute. God, will you just bring clarity as we pull in, as we do the work that you've given us, the work all Christians are supposed to do. Will you help us to really get a sense of how you've wired us and gifted us spiritually to make a difference? Help us to not focus on our own needs or our own concerns, but how we can serve and build up the church together. God, I do pray for our unity. I pray that you'll continue to help us to expand and grow. So that we can bless others and ultimately so we can glorify your name. We thank you for being with us, for this opportunity to gather. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.